Today's sermon title is I Choose, and it's part two, and it's I Choose Surrender Over Control. Man, Thursday night we talked about, where, where, so, who's, in, who's in class Thursday night? Come on, uh-huh, 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 all right, look at that, one, two, three, four, five, look at that. Thursday night we talked about uh, some fears, about letting the Holy Spirit do his thing, control came up in our conversation, and today we're going to talk about surrender over control. Today's part two about in this series, and if you think about it, the choices that we make, the choices that we have made, they, the sum total of those choices is who we are today. We are a result of the choices that we've made. The decisions that we've made in the past determine where we are right now. The decisions we make today will determine who we become and what we can do in the future. We're focusing on the four, these, big, these, these four big choices. Um, I choose purpose last week, purpose over popularity. And in, in just a recap, when we choose purpose, it diminishes our distractions because many of us get distracted in our walk with God. But when we choose purpose, it diminishes that. When we choose purpose, it pushes us through pain because we're all going to go through it. When we choose purpose, it empowers us to please God because we ain't worried about anyone else. What was the, what was the line that we used? <laughs> it don't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. And then you got to do the rock eyebrow. You know, you got to do the eyebrow. Next week, we're going to talk about choosing discipline over regret. And uh, we're, going to, we're, we're going to all experience pain. And, but, the thing is, but the thing is that um, you could either choose the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. That's going to be next week. That's, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that today. But today is, um, is, again, choosing surrender over control. So how many of us say that we struggle in life with this area of control? How many of us struggle? I mean, I'm going to put my hand up. I'll, put my, I'll be the first one to put my hand up. I struggle because I like to be in control. I like to be in control. And everybody that didn't raise their hands, we're going to pray for y'all later. Um, because we all struggle to a certain, point, a certain extent with control, right? Because if you like things done your way and they're not done your way, that, that's a control issue. That's a control issue, you know? Um, and so what happens is, you know, if someone doesn't say what you want them to say, that's a control issue, you know? <laughs> Many of us battle with control. We battle in different places. Some of us battle with control at work, right? You know, at work, we wanted to do it my way, on my time, you know? We want to do it right, um, or we think we're going to do it right. And then we have a boss that says, no, I want you to do it my way. And on my time, the way I tell you to do. So, so your boss may have his own or his, her own control issues, but the fact is that you work for them. And so guess what? You have to let go of your control and surrender your control issues so that you can fulfill your job according to what's being asked of you. The thing is, many of us are able to do that at work to an earthly boss but we can't do that with a heavenly boss, right? We, we, we can surrender what we want when it comes, we walk into that door because we're getting paid. 
We're getting paid, so, you know, we, I'm just going to do what they tell me to do, and I don't care. I'm going to put aside my desires because I'm getting a paycheck at the end of the week. But in our walk with God, we struggle because we don't see that physical paycheck many times, right? And, and, we, and we forget that our ultimate paycheck is eternity in the presence of the Father. Ultimate. Some of us struggle with control issues at home. Everything has to be in place. I'm not going to mention my wife. Everything has to be in a certain place at a certain place. I mean, I'm talking about, why is this here? Why is this here? I was just using that. Are you using it right now? Well, I mean, I didn't really have a chance to put it back yet. She runs a strict regiment when it comes to where things need to be. Where things we just moved, right? So now she's she's um, planning on where everything needs to be, right? So like we don't really have places for everything yet, and so I'll put it. I don't think this goes right here. I don't think this should be here. I, this should be by closer to the bathroom area or by the closet, you know. So control. Control. <laughs> Some people struggle with, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> with other people, having control with other people. You know, um, the best example is our kids, right? Best example would be our children. You know, we want our kids to do what we want them to do. And many of us that have little kids know that that doesn't always happen. You know, and actually, you know what? It continues. I mean, I don't think kids, you know, it continues to teenage forever. Because I think to this day, I still don't really listen. I don't do what my dad wants me to do. You know, um, if, I were, my, if you guys know my dad's a pastor, many of you already know. And one of the things that he wants me to do is preach in suits. And I'm gonna tell, I said, Dad, you know, when I go to your church, I'll throw a suit on for you, Dad. I got you, Bishop. I got you. But if he had his way, if he had control over his son, I would be in a suit and tie right now, right now. That's just one example. Many times we want to control our spouse, you know. Uh, Sometimes people control outfits, control what people eat, control uh, where they go, or, 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 listen, if you guys, Everyone has their thing. <laughs> Everyone has their thing. Personally, I have this control thing about the way I fold my clothes. And it drives her nuts because I'll switch it up because I have two styles, right? The thing is, both styles can't be in the same drawer. So what happens is, if I'm going to fold all my shirts in this drawer a certain way, then they all have to be a certain way in this drawer. However, I might want to switch it up on a different drawer, but it has to be all the same in that drawer. You can't have mixed matches in the same drawer. It, doesn't, it can't work. It frustrates me when I see that, right? And so it, 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 like, it, it, it blows her mind because sometimes she doesn't know which shirts to fold in which ways. So I think she's given up, and she's just like, your clothes are ready for you to fold them. They're right there. I have to iron my own clothes. I have to iron my own clothes. That's another thing. 
I iron my own clothes. It's back from the military. I used to iron a lot. And so what happens is, like, I volunteer to iron the household clothes because it won't be ironed my way if I don't iron it. Okay? So that's a control thing, like, I have. I, I have to iron it my way. You know? You're right? Another control thing that I have is I do not sit in passenger seats. Um, I don't let you drive me anywhere. Who has driven me anywhere? Anybody has driven me anywhere? Kevin. Kevin is one. And my wife. And that's rarely because I'm always driving anyway. I have a control thing. I'm not behind the wheel. I can't control it. If I'm sitting in the passenger seat, then I'm pumping the fake brakes. Then you know the fake brakes that are right there all the time. I need to be in control. And, and then, and then uh, to, 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 to go even further, I will never fall asleep if you're driving. And if I ever fall asleep while you are driving me, you have a special place in my heart. <laughs> I trust you with my life blindly, blindly, blindly. That should be the goal. I mean, somebody should, somebody should be like, you know what? He's going to fall asleep in my car. I'm going to get to that point. Yo, pastor, you want me to drive? Nope. <laughs> I know we can all make fun of these things, right? We all make fun of these things. We have fun with these things. But the big issue is that when we try to control something that is not ours to control, doing this is a reflection of a big spiritual problem. Because ultimately what you're trying to say is, I'm trying to be like God. I'm trying to take the place of God. Ultimately, God controls all things, but when we are, are, are reluctant to give those things to God so that he can control, we're saying, I want to be like God because I want to control what happens in my life. I want to control because I know what's best for me. How many of us know what's best for ourselves? <laughs> Man, we think we know what's best for us. We think. The most quoted, one of the most quoted, most popular verses in the Bible, but yet most challenging, is found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to God, to hit, submit, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Trust. Man, that's a, that's a strong word, God. Wait, you, you want me to trust you? But, but I, I can't see you the way I see this, this, this bottle. I can't, I can't see you the way I can, I can see the numbers on the stock market going up and down. I can't see you in, in, in the way that I can see my gas gasoline gauge letting me know when I'm almost empty and almost full. You want me to trust you, but I, I can't see. How do I know that I can trust you? Some of us battle with that. We battle with that because God has, or, or in, your, in your life, God, you know, you're saying that God has let you down because perhaps things didn't happen your way. And now you have this trust issue. You know how it is when you have 
a relationship with somebody, friends, a spouse, boyfriend or girlfriend, and something happens and, 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 and they let you down, now you have a trust issue. Some of us have trust issues with the Lord because we didn't get our way. All your heart, with all your heart. That's another thing that's hard for us to do because that means complete surrender. Not just some of the time, not just on some days. And then it says, not with your own understanding, meaning it's not going to make sense to you. It's not going to make sense to you. But if you can do that and submit in all ways to him, he will make your paths straight. He will make your paths straight. Hallelujah. But what we want to do is we want to control more. I need to control this because if I don't control this, um, I'm afraid of losing control. And then when what happens is when we're afraid of losing more uh, control, we get more afraid. It's, it's like I need to control because I don't want to lose control. But then when we start thinking about losing control, we start to get more afraid. And then we try to control even more. And before you know it, we're in this cycle of fear. We're in a cycle of fear that comes about trying to control things that you can't control in the first place. And now you have control issues and you got fear issues to just add to the whole pot of issues that we all got. A cycle of fear. And in doing this, in doing this, we push God out saying, God, just get out of my way real quick because I'm trying to control this right now. How does that sound? Like, oh, I would never tell God that. I would never tell God that. But the thing is this, in our lifestyle, in our actions, what we do is we're pushing God out of the way. Like some of us have really put our hands on some people and pushed. Now everybody here is all innocent. Some of y'all have pushed some people out of your way. And, and that's exactly what we do when we're trying and we're trying and God continues. Listen, man, that's why I say he's so, his love is unconditional, his mercy, his grace is never ending because we keep pushing him and many times he, keep, he keeps coming in. He keeps trying to interfere. He keeps trying to save us, trying, because he loves us like any parent would. And when as, a, as a rebellious child, we keep pushing him out of the way. I'm trying to do something, God. Abigail has this thing now, I don't know, she just won't let go. She's just always like within, within like 10 inches of my body. And the thing is, I, I, many times I'm trying to do something, right? I'm try, and I'm pushing her. I'm like, Abigail, Abigail, hold on a second. Abigail, and I'm, I'm just like, hold on a second. And I can't, get what I, I, I can't get anything done because I'm busy pushing her out of the way. And the funny thing is, that's our relationship with God. We, we, we won't get anything done because we keep focusing on pushing him out of the way. And all, of our, all we have to do is stop. Many times with Abigail, all I have to do is stop and say, okay, what's up? I want this, or I just wanted to sit here. Can I get a juice or whatever? And I'm like, oh, okay. And we handle that, and it all solves out. Many times God's just trying to get our attention and, and so he can just tell us, lead us. Control gone bad. Something goes wrong. When we try to take control, right, and we're not surrendered to God, you'll, you'll rarely ever get it right. You'll rarely ever, it, it's going to go wrong. 
Today we're going to take a look at Abraham and Sarah, you know, um, a.k.a. Abraham, for those that are confused, right? Abraham and Sarah, uh, God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a father of many. The, listen, the, the Bible even mentions something like his, the verse says that his seed uh, is like dust of the earth. It's everywhere. How, how many of us know there's a lot of dust? everywhere, right? The Bible says that his seed would be like dust, meaning he's going to have lots of descendants, lots of, uh, uh, of just his, his family lineage is going to be huge. But here is Abraham and Sarah with no kids, and they're getting a little old. No kids. They're taking too long. Um, in, they're taking too long, and they're not seeing the results that they want. So what do they do? What do they do? Abraham and Sarah took control. And let's read about that. Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. Man, he should have known better to do that. He agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarah his wife took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. She slept with, he slept with Hagar, and she conceived. All the wives in the house are like, I ain't giving nobody else than my husband. So they took control. God made Abraham a promise. And this is the thing. They took control over something that it wasn't just like, you know, a person talking to you. God gave them a promise. God. And because they didn't see the promise fulfilled, I guess, I mean, what they're saying is God reneged on his promise. I mean, that's, that's, what, they, that's what their actions show. They're saying, you know what, since God promised this and didn't do it and is not going to do it, I'm going to go sleep with your slave, or his wife pretty much is like, he's not going to do it, so sleep with my slave girl, Hagar. He made a promise, God made a promise, but they felt that he was taking too long, and they needed to take control of the situation, and it went bad. It went bad. The story is that Hagar gives birth to a son. They call him Ishmael. um, Then Sarah eventually, you know, she gives birth, birth. And to a son named Isaac. Now you got these two women. They got these, each got a son. And there's tension in the house because, you know, uh, I, w- I gave him his first child. Well, he loves me more. And, and it's going back and forth. It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. Abraham's got a mess on his hands at home. No peace for him. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Finally, Abraham has to put his foot down. Sarah was like, yo, you better do something about this. 
And he says, all right, Hagar, Ishmael, y'all got to go. You guys got to go. And so the story is that Hagar and her son Ishmael, uh, they leave, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. And so if you, if you study uh, the history and, and things like that, the lineages of these two boys is stunning to us because Ishmael's lineage, it, it, it traces to like uh, the Palestinians and, and so forth. If, if you study it, Ishmael is like of a Palestinian descent. The Palestinian nation. And then... And then you have Isaac, who is of the Jewish nation. And those two nations have been fighting ever since. If you look at current events, I'm talking about like right now, they are bombing each other. Right? Like a couple days ago. I'm telling you, this is something that is, 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 it shouldn't surprise us. We shouldn't be shocked. It's in the Bible. It start, I mean, there, there is a few, there is... There is there's bad blood from the, from the beginning. From the beginning. Centuries later, there's still tension, and we see that today. We see that today. Chances are that you never, you'll never have to go through that scenario, especially in days and times like this. You'll never have to <laughs> find a Hagar to have a family. Um, but there's other things that we're tempted to take control over. You know, you know. perhaps you're a Christian girl looking for that perfect Christian guy. You're looking for the one, right? Looking for the one. <laughs> There's many people looking for the one. She's not the only one. She's looking for the one, that good Christian guy, but you don't find him within your time. And so what happens is you begin to compromise certain things. Because, you see, at first, you're like, Lord, give me a man that loves you, that goes to church, that serves, that, that, <clears throat> that, that knows his word, that has an active prayer life. Give me a man like that that will lead me and teach me and help me in my walk with God. Waiting, waiting. All right, God, just give me a man that goes to church. Give me a man that goes to church at least, uh, all right, mostly every Sunday. Mostly every Sunday that, you know, that he, he knows about your word, he, but, that he, but, he's, but he goes on Sundays. Wait, wait, wait. Lord, just give me a guy that, that, that says he loves you. I mean, even, maybe he could start coming to church with me. Do you see how easy it is? Because we don't get what we want in our time frame. We begin to take control over things. And then what happens is we, <laughs> we, we hurt ourselves in the process. We hurt ourselves in the process. Maybe it's a financial thing, you know, where we're struggling. We're struggling financially. We're, and this is, this is not easy for everybody, but I'm going to tell you something. We, I've seen it in my life. It's a, it's a testimony to me where you have been in financial decisions where it's either like, you know, you need money for this. But you know that you've always put God first. And you struggle, like, well, if I put God first and I won't really have money for this, if I continue to be faithful in my, in my giving, and, and God says, trust me, trust me. 
And sometimes we take control and we say, you know what, let me just, the, 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 the number is right here. Like, I have it already to pay this. God, I'll, I'll, I'll be faithful later. I'll be faithful later. Imagine if God says, well, I'll be faithful later to you. I'll be faithful later. One of these days you'll find a job. One of these days. One of these days I'll provide so that you can continue eating and paying the bills. I'll be faithful when I choose to be. It doesn't make sense, but you have to trust him. Maybe it'll be at work where you're trying to delegate, and I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this, and, and I think the leadership of this church, I think, have seen a little bit of this, where it's like, I try to delegate some things, and then I'm like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I'll just do it myself. And it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle because I have that problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. I'm going to be transparent with you guys today because I'm human and I'm normal just like everybody else. I got a control issue and guess what? Sometimes I just interrupt and I say, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Look at that. If it was up to me, I would control this. Well, I, can't, I couldn't control it. <laughs> That's God showing me I can't control everything. If I can control it, it would never happen. God is in control. Oh, I'm going to make sure I don't fall. Uh, <laughs> um, and so what happens is, uh, maybe it's at work. You know, I'll just do it myself. Oh, hold on a second. I'm in control here. No, you're not. Control. There you go. Um, and, so, and so what happens is, maybe it's in your marriage, right? Your spouse doesn't rub my, my, my wife doesn't rub my feet the way I want her to. <laughs> she doesn't rub the, my feet the way I want. So, so let me try to manipulate things. Let me try to control some things, bribery, whatever the case may be, so that I can get my way. What are you trying to control? What are you trying to control? Are you trying to control your children or your grown kids, your spouses, your coworkers, your image? Are we trying to control our image? Are we trying to control the future? Let's turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Let me tell you something. Are we trusting in the Lord? Because it all works out, right? Are we trusting in him? Are we focused on loving him over focusing on being in control of the situations? Some of us are so focused on trying to control that we're, not, we're losing that, that relationship. We're, we're not loving or spending time in building our relationship with God because we're so focused on controlling. Is this something that is really mine to control? Or am I supposed to trust the Lord with this? Sometimes, sometimes we, have to, we have to really be honest with ourselves, right? I'm going to choose surrender over control in the areas of my life that I'm, supposed to, that, I'm, that I'm so wrongly trying to control right now. So there's three big questions. So sometimes you say, okay, but aren't I supposed to like, be involved? 
Aren't I supposed to make some decisions myself? And some of us say, well, I mean, I just can't sit back and do nothing. So there's three big questions that you ask yourself, right, when it's time to choose. When is the right time to choose surrender over control? The first question is, is it worth my concern? Is it worth my concern? There are many things that people can get really upset about, (laughs) really frustrated about, um, but it's not really your concern in the first place. I mean, it really, it really shouldn't matter to you. You know, we have to learn to pick our battles, right? We have to understand, like, uh, uh, when it's time for us to, you know, just kind of say a prayer and, and keep it going. Or when is it time to actually get involved? You know, we have to let certain things go for the sake of sanity. Because we cannot control all things. We cannot control it. Sometimes we get so worked about some things that are really not a big deal. And what happens is we end up hurting ourselves and our relationships, those around us. You know? Uh, some of the things that are no big deal that I've heard some people get upset about is that you didn't fold the towels right. You know, you didn't fold the towels right. And that's, and that's a big thing. Look, Carmen's shaking her head. Sorry, Carlos. I don't know if I hit a button. <laughs> Carmen's like, mm-hmm. Towels are not folded right. Sometimes <laughs> the, kid out, the kids, the clothes don't match. So they don't match. You don't got to get all worked up. They'll be all right. They are, they'll be all right. Someone left trash in your car. Some people are like, some people will take that and, and explode. Is it worth my concern? Is it really worth getting so upset over? Or do you just surrender, choose to surrender over them to be in control of that? Is it mine to control? Is it mine to control? That's the second question you ask yourself. Is, he, is this something that I should be doing something about? Should I be doing something about this? Now, there's times that the answer is yes. And uh, many of us know that, uh, many of us kind of also know that God won't do everything for you. So there's times that it's, the answer is yes, and there's times the answer is no. Is it mine for me to control? Sometimes it's not. And we have to allow God to continue to do. But then sometimes it is. And so um, God wants us to do some things ourselves. So let's not confuse, let's not confuse surrender. Let's not confuse surrender with escaping responsibility. Some people say, oh, I'm just going to surrender and I'm not going to be in control of this. And God's saying, no, that's not surrendering. You're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Now you just don't want to do anything. You know, financially. You know, um, you know, oh, man, I'm struggling financially. You know what? I'm just going to surrender and, and sit back and just let God do Oh, uh, no, there's some things that you got to do. Stop spending so much money on things that you don't need. Start budgeting. You know what I mean? You know, uh, or, or, you know look for, do, do what you have to do. Do what you need to do. You know, you have two hands. You have two feet. Get up. Move around. You know, hustle. Get shake and bake. Do whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Do something. Don't sit there and then be like, oh, I'm surrendering this over to the Lord. There's a certain level of laziness. People want, people want to, 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 uh, to get qualified laziness and call it surrender. 
Come on, come on, let's be honest with each other. We can't be lazy and then say, oh, I'm just surrendering to the Lord. No, there's some things you got to do right now. I'm worried about my kids, but I'm just going to surrender to the Lord and sit back. Okay, yeah, we surrender uh, certain things to the Lord, but there's some parts as a parent that you need to do. Get consistent. Be in their lives. Talk to them. Love them. Nourish them. You know, be involved with them because that's your part. Don't sit back and be like, well, you know what? They're just a mess. I'm just going to surrender and maybe God can do something. No, they, you need to be involved. Your marriage is in trouble. What can I do? Oh, I'm just going to sit back and surrender. I'm not going to do anything. Matter of fact, I just won't even talk anymore in my house. I won't talk. I won't move. I'll just stay still every time I'm home and let God do something because I'm going to surrender it. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's going to get better. It's going to get worse. I'll tell you that. Examine your heart. Go before the Lord. See what's wrong within you. Get counseling. Move around. Like, you know, do something. Mm -hmm. A single guy wants to get married. See, I came at the women earlier. Look, single guys. I got to flip it because it goes both ways, right? Single guy wants to get married. He wants to look for that perfect girl. Oh, Lord, you know, I'm praying and nothing's happening. Where's this girl at? You know what? I'm just going to sit back and and surrender this to you, Lord, so that you can bring this girl into my life. And God was like, don't surrender. Uh, Get a job. Learn how to be responsible. Learn how to be a man. Learn how to take care of your stuff. And guess what? That girl will show up because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of a family. Is it mine to control? If yes, then do something about it. If the answer is no, then it leads us to the third question, which is, is it for God alone? Philippians chapter 4, 6 to 7, Philippians chapter 4, 6 to 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what, you know what blows my mind about this verse? Is that it's written by Paul while Paul was in prison. So he's locked up, and he's over here telling the church of Philippi, like, don't, don't be anxious. Don't stress. Like, like, like pray about everything. Pray about everything. He's locked up, and he's telling them, don't be anxious. If I was locked up, I'd be anxious to get out, right? He's saying, don't be anxious. But in every situation, good, bad, happy, sad, pray about everything. Pray and petition. And be thankful. He says, pray with thanksgiving. Many of us are so, so anxious that, first of all, we can't even pray sometimes. And I, and I know that that has, some, uh, people have come to me and said, yo, I, I can't pray right now. I'm having trouble praying. I said, yo, just relax. Like sometimes we're so worried about trying to be in control of things that to sit down and pray means that you're kind of giving up that control factor of what you're doing at the moment. Sit back and just allow God to do what he needs to do. 
Be thankful. Be thankful. <laughs> how many of us are easily, how many of us have a, a Thanksgiving uh, spirit? We give thanks in all the hard times, bad times, when things are horrible. How many of us give thanks? We should be giving thanks. The reality is that it's hard for us to give thanks. It's hard to give, to give thanks, you know? Uh, you got a flat tire? Like Marvin, you got a flat tire? Marvin didn't say, thank you, Jesus. He didn't say, I know, I didn't, I know that's not the first words that came out of Marvin's mouth. He didn't, he didn't thank God for the flat tire. But you know what? Only God knows what that flat tire could have saved Marvin from. What if, what if it, it saved his life and he didn't realize that? We thank God for everything, for everything, for everything. There are moments and situations that we can't do anything about, and we need to leave it, we need to, leave it to God. Situations that we can't do anything, we leave it to God, and, and, and we look at situations like, can you change your spouse? Can I change you? Can I change you? She's like, no, I, I, you know, no, no. Can you change him? You can't. Has she tried? No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't answer that, Mo. Don't answer that. You can't change your spouse, but you know who can? God can. God can. Can you, can you heal, can you heal a sick loved one? Can you heal a sick loved one? Can you physically do that yourself? No. But God can. Can you control your kid's future? Many of us try, but we cannot. Only God can. Everybody. When you try to control what you can't, you become anxious. When you try to control the things that weren't meant for you to control, you get frustrated. You know, you get, you get upset. You get angry. You get bitter. I mean, I'm talking about when we begin to control. Listen, listen, I know, we, you know it's easy to think of the sins of like, okay, it's sinful of adultery, lying is sin, this and that. But there's also some sins that's like bitterness, anger, you know, resentment. You know, there's all this. There's so much more that perhaps we don't realize that could be birthed out of control. Because when you begin to take control of all these things, frustration, bitterness, anger, all this stuff comes into your life because you can't control it all. And then before you know, you're like, why? Why, why am I so bitter? Why am I so angry? Why this? Why that? It's like, well, have you been trying to control your whole life? Or have you surrendered fully to the Lord? Have you given yourself? Have you completely just said, God, listen, you already know what I want. Because, you know, we all give God the, the wish lists, right? God, you know what I want. What do you want? And I'll, be, and I'll submit. And I'll follow. And I'll go. When you give it to God, the result is not anxious, frustration, bitterness, anger. When you give it to God, you are left with something called peace. Peace that 
goes beyond our human understanding because many times we shouldn't be at peace. But we can be at peace knowing that he's behind the wheel. I can sleep if the Lord is driving. I don't know who else yet, but at this moment, he's the only one I could sleep on the passenger side with. And I still have my days that I want to take the wheel. I still have my moments where I'm like, no, make a left here. Because I want to go my direction. Today is Pentecost Sunday. We heard Sister Erica just open up with that, that awesome word. I feel like sitting back like, yo, just preach, girl. Just preach. Just preach. Today's Pentecost Sunday, and, and, and what it does is it reminds us today of a day in history when the Holy Spirit descended on the early church. Right? But each and every person had to choose. They had to choose to surrender themselves to the Lord. They couldn't be in control and still experience what they experienced. They had to surrender. Some of us are seated here today, and we haven't experienced the Holy Spirit in the way that the Lord desires for you to experience it. Some of us haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we want that. Or, 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 or maybe perhaps today we may desire that. But you know what? It starts with you just surrendering to the Lord. Are you willing to surrender to the Lord? Praise God. Hallelujah. They couldn't do it on their own strength. They couldn't do it on their own strength. They couldn't do it on their own knowledge. They needed the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. When they were there, they knew that they had to go out. They knew that Jesus was no longer and that their mission was to go and spread the gospel. They knew, they knew that, but they couldn't do that on their own strength or knowledge. They needed the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. How many of us today can say, I surrender? Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Can you guys stand to your feet, please? I'm done trying to control my life, Lord. I'm done trying to control my relationships. I'm done trying to control my job. I'm done trying to control my life. I'm done trying to control you and what you tell me to do and how you tell me to do it. I want to surrender to you, Lord. I want to surrender. I'm going to ask the prayer team if you guys can come up. I want us to, yeah, start making your way up. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like to think it's a simple message with a profound meaning. A simple message with a profound meaning. Choose to surrender over control. It sounds so simple. 
But do you know the breakthrough in your life that you can experience when you actually allow yourself to surrender? There's breakthrough just around the corner. There's breakthrough in your marriage. There's breakthrough in your families. There's breakthrough in your finances. There's breakthrough in your own personal walk with God. There's breakthrough for this church. There's revival in store if you are just willing to surrender. Listen, we all have our control issues. We all have our control situations. It's not easy to surrender. But that's why we're here as a family, to help each other, to remind each other, Sister Ruby, you got to let that go. You can't, you got to let it go. You got to trust God with that. You got to trust God with that. And then not get offended when I just told you that. To not get offended when someone says, hey, Betsy, he should just, you know what? He's got to give it to God. Leave it in his hands. Leave Mo in God's hands. And then not get offended. Mo, but you don't understand. No. I'm going to give Mo a big hug and keep picking on him twice today. We can't get offended when our brothers and sisters remind us about surrendering to the Lord. We're here to encourage one another. We're here to empower one another, to motivate one another. We, de- we should be here desiring the best for one another. And if I desire the best for you, and I see that what's keeping you from experiencing something tremendous that God wants to do in your life is your control issue, then I'm saying, yo, give it up. Give it up so that God could do what he wants to do in your life. Don't you know that, yes, there's freedom in that. There's freedom in letting go. There's freedom in surrendering. There's freedom in saying, God, be my master and tell me what to do. Tell me where to go. Tell me what to say. There's freedom in that. For one, you don't got to worry about thinking about what to do. Just follow. And there's breakthrough. So today... As we bring this to a close, it's simple. It's simple. We just want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. It's, I, want to, I want to pray with you as we continue to give over our control issues to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to surrender. Even if you think that tomorrow you'll pick it back up. Even if you think that, you know what? Leave it here today. Leave it here today. Father God, we just come before you right now. Look at each and every person that's standing here today in your presence. Look at all the people here today in your house, part of your body, Lord, that are struggling with control. Struggling, Father God, just in different areas, Lord. Some could be big, some could be small, Lord, but we all have some forms of struggle. Father, today we want to hand them over to you, and today the altar is open, and if you just want prayer, if you want strength, if you want boldness, if you want, if you want to, to be more consistent in surrendering to the Lord, then I invite you to the altar because today is the day that you say, God, I need more of you. Today is when you say, God, take this burden off of me, I surrender. 
the altar is open and we just want to pray with you. We don't want you to leave the same way that you walked in. We want to say, that's it, that's it, that's it. I am a child of God and I am going to allow you to lead me. I'm going to let you be my dad. I'm going to, I'm going to be the child like I'm supposed to be and let you lead me. There's decisions that some of us need to make. There's choices in our lives that we need to make for our families, for our future. And the answer is surrender it to the Lord. Don't be anxious. Prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Father God, right now, look at each and every heart, each and every soul, Lord, Father God, right now. You know the struggles in your, in your body right now. You know the struggles in this family. Father God, I ask that you begin to instill in them a spirit of, of boldness, Lord, to stand firm, yet a spirit of surrender to you. To stand firm against the things of this world, but to stand but to stand and surrender, Lord, and allow you to take control. Father God, a fresh anointing upon your church today. A fresh anointing upon each and every person here today. Ignite a passion and a fire, Lord, to serve you. Jesus, speak to us, Lord. Visit us, Lord. We need you, Jesus. Father God, if there's anyone here today that has not accepted you as your personal Lord and Savior, if there's anyone here today that has not accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, your personal Lord and Savior, then today is the day of salvation, says the word. Don't let this opportunity go by without saying, I accept you, Jesus, into my heart. I know I'm a sinner. And I'm no good. I know you died on the cross for me, but rose on the third day and you defeated death for me. And it's through you that I can live in eternity with the Father. Help me, Lord. I want to receive you in my heart, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.